God bless you. This is Pastor Paul from the Way Family Church. We welcome you to our podcast, Keeping It Real. Uh, we want to invite you to tune into this uh, podcast uh, any chance you get. Every week, we're going to be re uh, putting up new new teachings, new questions, new, new answers. We also want to encourage you to uh, watch us live on Facebook and, and interact there. You can put up questions there as well. So we are going to be doing this, answering your questions. So be thinking uh, of good Bible questions. Maybe there's something that you've, that you've never been able to get answered. Uh, I may not be able to answer it, but we will try our best or point you to someone that can. So just to let you know that, that we have this broadcast and we want you to tune in and let everybody know that we're here. Keeping it real. God bless you. Hello everyone, this is Pastor Paul from the Way Family Church with uh, Antonio right here. God bless you guys. And uh, Ryan over there. Um, and so we're going to be starting our program now. We're excited about, about the, what we're going to be talking about today. And we want to encourage you to uh, give us some feedback uh, in the bottom of the screen there. Send some comments, uh, questions, uh, ideas, suggestions, whatever it is that uh, uh, you've been thinking about or whatever you whatever God might put in your heart as you watch this program so we're going to begin in a word of prayer and uh, so let's get right to it father in Jesus name we thank you for uh, your Holy Spirit we thank you God for the people God that, that you love Lord that we love and so we just ask God that you fire this program take over it we invite you Holy Spirit we acknowledge the Lordship of Jesus Christ and we thank you for it now in Jesus name Amen. 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 So, yeah, I would, before we get started, I want to say that I've talked to various people. I've talked to family members uh, back in California that, that, that watch. I want to say hello to you. Uh, people from our, our mother church, uh, uh, the Way World Outreach in San Bernardino. I want to say hello to, to, to all, all the crew out there. And uh, uh, son watching in, in Kansas. I want to say hello, hello to him. And uh, you notice I'm sitting in a different spot here today, son. So it's all by design. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, anyways, uh, we want we today we want to talk about um, praying in other tongues. And uh, the first thing I want I want to say is take you back to to the scripture uh, in Acts 17:11, and basically. Uh, this is out of the Christian Standard Bible. The people here were more noble than those in Thessalonica since they received the word with eagerness, so they received the teaching, and examined the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. We refer to this sometimes because uh, I don't want you to take my word for one thing I say because Paul was teaching here and they not that you distrust uh, the people behind the pulpit but you have to verify there's a lot of people that believe a bunch of crazy things and the only reason why they believe crazy things is because they were taught crazy things and they just believed it they didn't so it, we we do well plus not only to check it out because to to verify it but um, to study and to read notes you know I I make uh, I make uh, fun of people 
I won't mention any names, but I see people take notes, take notes, take notes in church, and then I open up the trunk a year later, and there's all the notes. All the notes. All the notes in the trunk. They never made it from the church into the house with on the deck. With all the parking deck, tickets. With all the parking tickets. So, you know, you, you, we, we want people to, to dig into the scriptures and to be hungry for, for the word, word of God. Now, I want to say in regards to, to this topic, which we've been talking about for some time now, that it's my intent to keep things simple. Sometimes uh, my beautiful wife tells me, you know, I'm not sure they understood what you, what you, what you were saying. And I, and, and I get that, you know, sometimes we, we can, I can get a little out there. Uh, yet, uh, what people may call too deep or complicated may be uh, caused by people simply not reading the Word of God and being familiar with what it says. And as a result, they, they say, what is that? What do you say? What are you talking about? In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul talked about it. He said, I could not talk to you the way I wanted to because you weren't able, you, you, you weren't uh, uh, familiar enough. You, you weren't uh, in, in the understanding. So we're limited in what we can say based on people's uh, spiritual comprehension. And so we would have a greater comprehension um, if we would, if we would simply uh, be devoted to to the scriptures, in Hebrews five, Paul said the same thing. He said, "For the, when the time you ought to be teachers, you still have need that somebody teach you milk." And I think that I, I think you know I heard somebody say that that we have uh, people that have been Christians like for thirty years, one year at a time, and so basically they're they've been maybe they've been saved for like a long time but their, they, their maturity is not much more than six months old in the Lord or a year, even though they've been saved for, for 30 years. And so I think a lot of that is that, is that um, and this is, this is something I've been thinking about, is that we, we put God in compartments. Um, in, the, in, in, in the book of Acts, in, in when the early church was being started, they, they didn't put God in, in, a, in a compartment. Well, today, this is my God time. This is my time. They didn't live like that, I, you know. And I'm not saying that, that we can't have um, hobbies and enjoy life because nobody can enjoy life more than a Christian. But I, I, again, I think that a lot of times we, we say, okay, I went to church, got, and we get our notes. If we took notes and we just put them in the trunk, stick them in our Bible, uh, if you still have a, a Bible, a uh, hard copy, and that's it. We, we, we don't put our we, we we don't throw our lives into in, into what we're receiving. And teachers and pastors who care about people and care about what they say, we throw our lives into this to give it out. And so, if it could be met by by those who who have a desire to to fulfill, find out what their destiny is, to to reciprocate that, and to and to put the same or half the time and effort that that it takes. To, to dish it to give it out so having said that uh, th what we're talking about is simple but there may be a lot of people that are unfam unfamiliar with what we're talking about um, I want to talk about uh, the topic uh, in uh, concerning tongues uh, in practicality and so I want to start off by reading some scriptures in other words the practical side of talking in tongues praying in tongues this is out of the uh, Christian Standard uh, Bible. This is fr from 1 Corinthians 14, 
uh, chapter uh, verses 13 through 15. And I want to say a couple of things is, is I just look at this 1 Corinthians 14. Tongues is so, praying in tongues is so important. And, and I'm concerned about, about people who at one time spoke in tongues and they don't even pray in tongues anymore. Um, or people maybe that prayed in tongues one time and thought that, that they could never do it again until they felt the electricity that came upon them the first time they spoke in tongues. Um, w- this topic is so important, you have a whole chapter on it. This and prophecy. A whole chapter devoted to praying in tongues, to prophesying in the church. It's about the ministry. And so, um, the, this, this topic is, has really uh, lost um, ground because there was a time back in, in, in the early Pentecostal days in which when they had their conventions, they would assign people that had the gift of speaking in tongues and assign another person that had the gift of interpreting tongues because they knew that in every meeting some that there was going to be a message in tongues, there was going to be an interpretation. In other words, at any moment, they were, they were going to get a telephone call from God himself through the gift and through the interpretation. We don't see that anymore. It's virtually disappeared, at least in the circles that I'm f- familiar with. And, and I think we need to get back to it because um, it, it, it is a very very important topic. So, uh, Ryan, if you'll let me know when some questions come up. Uh, not, no questions, but Victor Munoz and Jake Romero. Victor Munoz, beloved. <laughs> God, so they're, they're online watching. Amen. God bless you guys. God bless you. We, we love you guys. Yes. I want to read the scriptures here from 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Uh, therefore, the person who speaks in another tongue should pray that he can interpret. Now, there's some people that say that, that speaking in tongues is not important or that it's passed away. My question is, if it's passed away, why is Paul giving instructions about it? it because it hasn't passed away. It, we need instructions. So, uh, tongues is, is, is alive and well in our day. Therefore, the person who speaks in another tongue should pray that he can interpret. So it is possible to interpret. And then he says, for if I pray in another tongue. You've heard of that tongue praying in the, that, that, that term, praying in the spirit. This is where it comes from. For if I pray in another tongue, my spirit prays. So praying in the spirit is when you pray in your spirit, from your spirit. That's where it comes from. That's why we call it that. Because you can, you can either call it praying in tongues, praying in your heavenly language, or, or praying in the spirit and maybe some other names. But those are three. And so this, this is a, a, a biblical um, um, proof, and I uh, can't think of the word, but that it's here, that, that it is definitely biblical. For if I, docu- biblical documentation. For if I pray in another tongue, Paul said, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. We tend to get bored with things if we don't understand what's going on. And that's what he's saying here. He said, if, when I pray in tongues, I don't know what I'm saying. And so um, I, I want to encourage people that, that you're, not, you're not supposed to know what you're saying because you're not talking to you. I'm not, when I'm praying in tongues, I'm, I'm not talking to me. The Bible says we're talking to God. So it's important that he understands what we're saying. So anyways, 
He says, what then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray also with my understanding. I will sing with the spirit. I will also sing with my understanding. So uh, let me back up a little bit again. So he says, for if I pray in another tongue, my spirit prays. Now the opposite would be true is that if I do not pray in tongues, see, some people, and I'm not going to argue with with that because I'm not, we're, we're not here to do that because some people w- would say, well, you know, I, I pray in the spirit, but I don't pray in other tongues. And I get that, and I'm not going to argue with that. However, according to this text, if you're praying in the, the spirit or the real spirit, you're going to pray in other tongues. But I'm not saying that if you, that, that, that if you're praying under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in your language, you're praying in the Spirit as well. But I, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's healthy to use that a, as an excuse to say, well, I don't pray in other tongues, but I pray in the Spirit. Because Paul is giving instructions and he's tying the two together. Praying in tongues is praying in the Spirit. So what I'm saying is that if you're not praying in tongues, then maybe you're not praying in the Spirit. Don't get mad at me, but that's that's just what this says right here. For if I pray in in another tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. And then he says, what then? I will pray with the Spirit. Notice what he said. He didn't say, I'm going to wait for the Spirit of God to come on me, and I need to feel some goosebumps and a few electric spiritual shocks until I can pray pray in the spirit. He says, I will pray in the spirit. In other words, you can, if you have that gift, you can will to pray in tongues, just like you can put your foot on the gas pedal or take your foot off the gas pedal. You don't need the spirit to do that because the spirit is already in there to help you do that. You you get what I'm saying? So we can pray, you can pray in tongues as as much as you, as much as you want to. So would that be a, is that a good catalyst to start feeling that the Holy Spirit like people are like I, I I don't feel it so I'm not gonna pray but what if you started praying and then you felt it yes you're always gonna exactly we start off feelings when it here's the thing about feelings I think that fools us a lot is that um, we think that that if I'm in a bad mood or I'm not feeling it mm. that somehow the Spirit of God has left me and that's, that's not true. Here's the thing, that even if you're in a bad mood, or if I'm in a bad mood, and you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we're under attack, you can still pray. It's the in, best time to pray. That's the time to <laughs> It's the best time to pray because you have to get out of that. I mean, really, that's the fastest way to get out of that mood because it's, it, it's a spirit. Yeah. On, on you that's making you upset it's making you sad it's making you depressed it's it i mean people have their mental health issues but at the same time that it's a cloud yeah Mo- most people yes. feel especially depression most feel people feel a cloud because that's what it is it's a spirit it's the spirit that's on you so how do you get rid of a spirit yeah pray yeah exactly. get it going exactly and if you don't know what to pray that's what the the Holy Spirit that's praying in tongues you don't know what to pray but when you're praying that's the language God understands he's like oh I see what's going on it's like you're praying this is you don't know what to say especially in those points where you're feeling depressed and you're feeling lonely and you're feeling 
isolated. You don't know what's going on. Some people don't know why they feel that way. It comes out of nowhere, yeah. especially anxiety. It comes out of nowhere. So pray in the spirit because you don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. but God does. Yeah. Feelings have nothing to do with your spiritual health. Right. Good or bad day. Yep. <laughs> um, so just by what, what we're talking about right, right now, I, I, I know that there's people watching out there that maybe maybe when a cloud comes on you, you tolerate it and you just, or maybe maybe you go to the doctor and you get diagnosed and then he tells you that you have this and you have that. Um, th- that just happened to me yesterday, if, if I can just be honest. Mm. I, you know, I woke up yesterday morning feeling, feeling good because, you know, I'm not saying I don't like to feel good when it comes to me, but but I'm not gonna backslide because I don't feel good. So I got I got up feeling good, but then as the, the I forgot what I was doing. But the next thing I know, I start getting like sleepy. I start feeling like Elijah when he wanted to go crawl somewhere and just go to sleep. Did you did you were you starting something ministry wise? Yeah, that day. I, well, that's that's hmm. when I feel it. I feel it when I'm going to do something like in church, that's the tiredest I ever feel all week is when I'm in church, I start getting sleepy and I just know, I know that when reading the Bible, any of that, shoot, mm-hmm. that's the only way I know how to go to sleep. I, if I start reading something, if I start reading something good, I get super tired. It's like if I start doing something in the spirit, super tired. It's that, it's that thing. So. Totally uh, understand that. Oh, Pastor Ishmael's on here. Hello, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Ishmael. Ishmael. God, God bless you. I just told Pastor Paul that we saw each other at Red Robin. <laughs> Amen. So uh, I remember thinking yesterday, man, um, I got preached tonight. <laughs> and I, I, I ain't ready. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. I was not feeling it. But when it was all said, I know what to do. There's a scripture. And so... Hopefully, and I know that there's people watching right now, and we're, we're called, the name of the program is called Keeping It Real. So I'm using myself as saying, hey, you know, yesterday I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't all that. I wasn't feeling, feeling it. Uh, and so what I did, I took a little nap, uh, make sure I was rested up. And when I was, got up, and I was fasting a little bit too, so that kind of played a little bit kind of wanted a hamburger or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you weren't in a food coma, so you were just in that, that yeah. carb, that carb, uh, uh, whatever you, when you want it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but I did, I did sneak in a few cherries and it kind of gave me some, some, some energy there, you go. there. And, a, and a banana and some, and some water. Uh, so some, but the point being, when it was all said and done, when it came time for church, boom, we we're ready to go. And we had a great service yesterday, yes, right? Yes, we did. Uh, one, one wonderful time God always yes. shows up and, and uh, so we're, we're blessed uh, in that uh, but I did want to say something uh, you be careful you that are out there because so many times we're talking about depression now what if I would have said you know what I'm feeling this way I think I'm going to go make an appointment with the doctor mm-hmm. so I go to the doctor I'm just, I'm just giving you a scenario I go to the doctor and you got to keep in mind that that the world system, which is in control of the medical system, and Ishmael, Pastor Ishmael, is in the medical system. Um, and thank God for doctors. 
because you know if it wasn't for doctors half of us would be dead so you know <laughs> we we need doctors so i'm not saying that but there is a connection between between drugs and those that prescribe the drugs so i i'm just concerned about the people that simply need to overcome the devil as opposed to going to the doctor and then letting the doctor curse you not knowing he's not necessarily doing it on purpose but saying hmm i think you've got and and then and then you come back from the doctor's office and say hmm i got add or or i've got such and such syndrome and and now you take on that label and you say my depression my this and now it becomes yours hmm. when it's really the devil so we have to be careful who system are we are we under and I, i'm kind of deviating a little bit but that's, that's just a little food for thought being in the spirit being connected to god um it is so dangerous when when somebody i i was diagnosed when i first came here with 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 asthma and um i came from san bernardino uh, up here uh, about 22 years ago and i remember thinking in san bernardino Uh, I used to work at Campus Crusade for Christ, Arrow, Arrowhead Springs, up there in How Highway 18, working in the landscape crew. Man, I was sneezing. Uh, I'd have to take days off, and my lungs were clogged up. And when I found out that God that I was going to move up to Oregon, I said, "Thank God I'm getting away from this San Bernardino yeah. pollen, from this in, Inland Empire pollen and smog." It didn't work out. Oh, when I came up here, it was worse. And it developed from whatever it was there, full-blown asthma. Dr. Tommy, so here I here I am now with an inhaler, you know, waking up at night, can't breathe, all this and all that, until finally um I just started and I I took that inhaler as long as I needed it. But I got into the word and I started It's like that old song whose report do you believe? I believe the report of the Lord. Pastor Bill said there's life and death in the power of the tongue. Proverbs um 8:18. Yeah, Jake Jake said we can't own it. Yeah. That that's that's the truth. Yeah. I mean that reminds me of a um something that the Lord was uh showing me uh this 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 a week ago about um when coming even coming into prayer when you're praying with other believers and you know just to be careful and to take heed uh, of coming in agreement with yeah. because it's the same thing of like owning things and everything what he was showing me is that um everything outside of of his will his purpose his plan for our lives is a is a lie so even when in coming in agreement with people in prayer like you know uh like I come in agreement with the purpose and plan of God's will for your life. Same thing with the um with taking on things uh that are outside of God's will. Being cautious, being careful uh and not to uh just take on anything. So I really like the fact that uh Pastor touched on that. That's super super important and very crucial um uh because of, because of who we are in Christ, our identity and everything that's attached to the freedom and what we're able to walk in light, love and all these things uh That is the truth of who we are. That is the truth. That is our identity. And everything outside of that is a lie. So, yeah. Amen. So, we've been we're talking about praying in tongues, praying in the spirit. So, spend constant time praying in other tongues. If you focus on God long enough by praying in other tongues, and your your mind will eventually 
quiet down. Pray and then be still. Um, listen to what begins to come up on the inside of you as, as you pray in other tongues. Some have prayed in tongues and you have, an, you have interpreted your own tongue but you weren't even aware that you interpreted your tongue because there was nothing spectacular about it. We miss the supernatural many times because we are looking for the spectacular. Not everything supernatural is spectacular or filled with goosebumps. So spend time um, in praying in other tongues and, uh, and, and just practice it. Spend time to do that. Pray, uh, tongues, praying in tongues is one of the ways that, that you connect with God in a way that um, your mind uh, wants to go along for the ride. Uh, and so they're, 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 the only way to do it is it, to learn is to do it, is, is to do it and to spend time in it. I think for, for Christians, for particularly uh, those that la would label themselves charismatics, I think we use speaking in tongues almost, almost as like a, a, a denominational identification card. Well, I speak in tongues, I pray in tongues, and it's almost like, well, you're in the club now. No, there, there's, there is a benefit to, to that, which takes me to, to, to the next thing that, that I want to talk about. Paul said in the 18th verse, I thank God that I speak in other tongues more than you all. So think about that. He says, I thank God I speak in other tongues more than you all. I have seen almost a take it or leave it mentality where praying in other tongues is for a lot of Christians who maybe used to pray in tongues and, and, and they, they no longer pray in other tongues because they do not see, listen to this, they do not see the benefit in praying in other tongues. Well, if there's no benefit to praying in other tongues, why did Paul say, I thank God I pray in tongues more than everybody? He must have, what did Paul know about praying in other tongues that caused him to invest his time to do that? He could have just spent his time praying like, you know, regular English or Hebrew prayers or, or in his own language, but he knew the value of, of praying in other tongues. So uh, again, uh, we've heard uh, people say, well, well, tongues has passed away. That's no, lo no longer needed anymore because we have the full canon of scriptures. And if that was the case, then why, again, why did Paul say, I, I thank God I pray with tongues more than you all. If it passed away, why, why would he say that? And so what did Paul understand about the gift of praying in other tongues that caused him to put a priority on the gift? He knew that perhaps that it was the gateway into all the other gifts of the Spirit. And so um, just think about that, ponder that. We've made a little bit more uh, progress than I, than I thought we would. We'll, we'll probably only go about 10 more minutes, but I, I want to read. Uh, do you have any comments or? or um... Um, not right now, just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think of something. All right. I want to talk about for a moment about tongues 
and revelation. Tongues and revelation. Wait, I got a question. Okay, I got a question. Did Jesus speak in tongues? I don't believe he did. And um, actually, um, and we'll talk about this maybe maybe next week. Um, Jesus didn't need to, to pray in tongues uh, because his his conversation with the Father had no had no had no the walls. Limits, the, had had no. It was direct. Yeah. It was it was a direct hotline. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said, "Remember when he raised Lazarus from the dead?" Uh, he said, um, uh, "He he already knew what he was going to do because he saw what the Jesus was so dialed into the Father, uh, and which by the way." We're not as dialed in, or nearly as dialed in, connected to the Father. So that's just another reason why we should pray. So we do have a question from Deanne. Hi, Deanne. Deanne wants to know, can you explain Rama and Lagos a little better to me where it would benefit me? Oh, good. That, that is an um, uh, awesome question. Um, f- for instance... Like like logos would be, um, in which by the way one is not better than than the other. I think sometimes people say, well, I got a rhema word. Well, I didn't get a rhema word, but you, if you got the Bible, you still got the word. You know, so you you're not you're you're not any less because you didn't get a rhema word. We'll explain that in in a moment. Which by the way, we're talking. This is right on, An- Anna, Deanna. Oh, Deanna, Deanna, because this is tongues and revelation. Uh, the the logos is is the embodiment. It, it it's it, it means an idea, God's idea, God's that that is brought into words. It, it, it's an idea communicated into words. So God's thoughts, God's opinions, are the logos of God. It, it's the expression of the mind of God, and. A rhema word is is a word that is a personalized word to you, but it has to be subject or in full agreement with the logos. Um, so an example of, of a logos word would be, because a lot of times we want God to speak to us, I, I want a rhema word, I need a rhema word, but you're ignoring the Bible, <laughs> you know. Uh, you, 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 again, the rhema word is not higher than, than the logos. Everything begins with, with, with the, the Bible. I'm going to use Bible and logos as, as, as synonyms right now. They're, the, the, they're both uh, infinitely valuable. So the, the logos is, you're not going to get a rhema word if you're ignoring the logos. So uh, let me give an example of, of logos, logos would be like uh, in, in um, Matthew chapter six, when Jesus said, "When you fast, be not as the hypocrites are who who wear long faces and pray long prayers and all of that." A lot of times, people will use us charismatics will will talk real spiritual, and we'll say things like, "Well, you know, God hasn't led me to fast." I haven't, I, I, ha, I haven't had a rhema about fasting, so I'm, I'm going to keep on, 
you know, ch chugging away. <laughs> Listen, Matthew chapter 6 says when you fast. When you read that, that's God talking to you. Now, we may not claim that all that, all that uh, enthusiastically, but that is God speaking to us. So when somebody says, well, God hasn't led me, God doesn't need to lead you to do what the Bible already says. The Bible says when you fast. That could just be a meal. That could be, you know, once a week. It could be a, a season. It could be whatever. And it doesn't even have to, fasting doesn't have to be food. It could be anything that, um, that takes your eyes away from God. Phone. So it could be mm -hmm. definitely phone. <laughs> oh man, don't even get me started on that. Um, phones, TV, <laughs> movies, yes. uh, hobbies, like people. It, it might be that you are in a, a, a relationship or friendship or, or whatever and every time you go to get into the word that person calls and then you leave and go to that person that could be it it, it might not be that person but it could be the devil working on the behalf of distracting you distract. it's all about distractions yeah. so anything ooh, anything that distracts you from god <laughs> you try to take the camera out so <laughs> the, uh, that would be an example of uh, uh and, and and just using that analogy that ryan gave you don't need a rhema word about that. It, it, you have to be able to put two and two together. Man, every time I get ready to get into the word, this person calls me up. You don't need a rhema word. You need just... Matter recognition. You just, you just need to say, you know what? Call it what it is. That's a distraction. Okay? And, and whatever, whatever it is. So, if you want a rhema word, let me give you... Let me give you and the two, one scripture where logos is used, that would be John 1, 1. In the beginning was the logos. That, that is logos. Uh, the word rhema comes up in Matthew chapter 4. I think it's verse 4, somewhere around there. Man, now this might help you, Deanna. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every rhema. That's the word rhema that comes from God. That is God's personal word to you. Giving an example this morning, I, I, I had a decision to make. I can't find a scripture that, that, that has the answer to that. You know, it's like if you, like, you know, you don't, there's no scripture that says move to Oregon or move to North Carolina or, or move to this house or, or, you know, whatever, they, or, you know, marry that person or what. There's no, you can't. Find a verse that says that. That's when you need a rhema. And so the Bible says, but in order to have a rhema, you have to walk with God. Mm, that's good. The Bible says in Amos, the, the book of Amos, not sure where it's at, but it's in Amos. Can two walk together unless they be agreed? So we have to agree with God. And so man does not live by bread alone, but, but by every word of God. So what that means, Deanna, is that God not only will speak to you from his word, He'll speak to you with a rhema. Another verse that uses rhema in it is in um, Ephesians chapter 6, where it says, And take the sword of the Spirit, which is the rhema of God. Now that is really powerful because, because that is a, a rhema 
that's the sword of the spirit, that is God giving you the exact word that you need to tell Satan where he needs to go. So, so that's just not you saying, Satan, go, and I bind you. That's God giving you the exact scripture to say to him. That, that's a rhema. So read on your own there, Deanna. She said that. She goes, I'm receiving this. I need to know what they meant. And God, she appreciates it. Amen. Good. Amen. So we have, we have a, a, a few more moments here. And th- this question about the Raymond Logos takes us into where tongues comes in. Because if, if, if you don't know how to pray in tongues or don't pray in tongues, you have just cut off an avenue that God wants to use to give you a rhema. Because praying in tongues is connected to the interpretation. And the interpretation will more than likely be the rhema. The rhema comes through the interpretation of praying in tongues. And so I was just thinking this yesterday, no, the day day before. It's interesting how I was talking about depression. Yesterday I was got hit with the spirit of depression. The day before that I had revelations flying at me all left <laughs> left and right. And I and I wrote this down uh, the day before yesterday. The Holy Spirit is like the internet. You have a computer or you know Siri or or what's the, the Alexia. 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 Oh Alexa, yeah. I knew that. Google. Yeah. Google. I can't do that because my phone will You have to ask the right question in order to get the right information. So true. It's the same way with God. If you don't ask God, he's not going to tell you. Mm -hmm. Some people think, well, well, God knows what I need. It can be, don't tell me. Well, go to your ATM machine and and use that approach. Well, it's my money. You know, how come it didn't come out? You got to access the system. And it's the same way with God. You have to access his system. And when I, when I had that, God gave me a, a, a perfect uh, analogy with scripture. It just happened to be in my reading. Listen, listen to this. Revela- of all the books, Revelation chapter 7, verse 14. Read it and watch how God operates. Because one of the things that Moses asked God in, in Exodus 33... He said, show me now your ways that I may know you. You're not going to know God if you don't know how he operates. So he's saying, God, show me how you operate so that I can know you. One of the misnomers that we have is that, well, if, you know, God knows what I need, he'll give it to me. And it sounds like you're trusting God, but you're not because you're not going to get anything. Well, it says if you if you don't ask, you don't receive. I was just going to say I mean, that. It, it, asking is not... God doesn't need you to ask, but he needs you to believe. And when you believe, you have to step out in faith. And asking is stepping out in faith. Amen. So, Word. Yeah. Word. <laughs> so so what we're saying is if you don't, if, if, if you don't ask, you're not getting anything. Uh, which is sort of, sort of a, you know, a little bit different thing. Uh, but here, going back to Revelation, and I said unto him, or the question was, was asked, um, 
Can you read, can you find Revelation 7, 13? Revelation 7, 17. This is how God operates and this, this will help you. And so basically what we're theming on right now is that just like, oh, you got it? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, the New King James Version. Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, who are these arrayed in white robes and where did they come from? Read that one more time and tell them, tell them where the verse is at. Then one of the elders answered to me, Who are these arrayed in white robes and where did they come from? And that's out of uh, Revelation chapter 7, verse 13. So this elder is asking John, Who are these people and where did they come from? He's asking John. So John says, Sir, you know, I don't know. And he said, these are they which come out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. And what the Lord showed me was that the elder couldn't give the answer. The elder knew what the question, what, what the answer was. John didn't know, but he asked John, gave John the question to ask so that John could ask the question. He couldn't, the elder, see, God won't give you answers if you're not asking, if you're not asking the question. So, and, and it's just like the ATM. You go to the ATM, if you don't punch in the right information, put in the, the demand, you're not going to get anything. And so this elder asked John a question, and, you, and you'll see it a lot, particularly in the prophets. The, 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 the spirit or an angel will ask it's over there in, uh, uh, let me give you an another example, kind of jump out in the limb here a little bit. Um, in the book of um, Ze Zechariah, if I can find it, Zechariah chapter, um, let's try chapter 4. Um, I'll show you the same thing here. Uh, in Zechariah chap chapter 4. So I... Um, Notice this. The question is asked in Zechariah chapter 4, uh, verse 2. What do you see? And he said, I looked and behold a candlestick. And he, and he describes the candlestick and two olive trees uh, by it. And so I answered and spoke to the angel that talked with me. Whose are these, my Lord? Then the angel that uh, answered and said, uh, talked with me and answered and said, Knowest now, do you not know what these are? He's asking him the question. The angel is asking Zechariah the question, do you know what you're seeing? And he said, no, my Lord. So uh, by, by asking Zechariah that question, he's getting Zechariah to ask the question in return by saying simply, I don't know what this is, you tell me. And so then, and then the angel gives him the answer. It's not by my, no, by power, but by my spirit. And so in the scriptures, the, 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 the angel or the prophet would, would ask the, the person, do you know what you're seeing? He said, I don't know what I'm seeing. I don't know what this says, what this is. And so God's wanting to get us to ask the question. Well, it's, it's kind of funny. It just sparked in my mind that when you go to school, what do the teachers do? Teachers ask you questions, so you ask questions. 
they already know the answers. They don't need mm. they don't need you to answer it. Yeah. They need to teach you. So what does the, the teacher do? Hey, what's four plus four? I don't know. What's four plus four? Well, let's see. This is how we're gonna work it out. And that's what God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are doing is teaching us. They're explaining stuff to us. So they have all the answers. We they need to know what our comprehension is so they can teach us correctly. And 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 having God say, Hey, what what like you said, what are you looking at? I don't know. What am I looking at? Oh, this is what you're looking at. This is what it means. Then he can give you all the answers because you asked. Yes. You don't go to school and the teacher just automatically give you all the answers. No, they have tests. They, they give you the questions. You have to answer the questions. If you get it wrong, then they can explain the process of how to answer those questions. Yep. So you get it? You got it? So ask the question like you would the internet. Ask God that's called seeking God. Ask him what you want to know. Write down your questions. Write down your prayer request. The next time we talk, we're going to talk um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, where it says, Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. And so the Bible is saying that God has so much blessings for you. Your destiny is so big, so huge, so powerful. It'll blow your mind. But it, it says that God has revealed your future to you. And you might say like me, well, I don't know what my future is. That's because we have to seek the Lord and ask him. Lord, what do you have in store for me? Ask him. If you ask and you develop that relationship with him that's intimate, you'll begin to get some answers. And so yesterday, like I was telling you, I had a question. And a lot of times I'll ask a question to God and I'll get the answer just like Sometimes I'll ask a question and I don't get no answer. So what do you got to do? You just got to keep seeking. You got to keep praying in other tongues. Remember, uh, the Holy Spirit lives in you. And the answer is not in heaven. The answer is inside of you because the Spirit of God lives inside of, inside of you. So hopefully we have, have maybe at least provoked you to look at some scriptures We've, uh, in terms of tongues, praying in tongues, interpreting tongues, uh, praying in the will of God. We talked a little bit about uh, the Logos word which is God's general word. You got to do what the Bible says. And it's no sense in asking God to speak to you if you're not following what he already spoke. That's that's huge. If you don't follow the general principles, there's no there's no point in getting the deep understandings. Then no, if you don't follow the general, no sense in trying to ask for the specifics. Exactly. So, and then finally we said, we talked about um, accessing the mind of God by asking him the questions, the right questions. Just like it said in Revelations, the elder asked a question, he already knew what the answer was, but he wanted him to ask so that he could give him the answer. God has the answer 
to your question, but you got to ask the question. We take a freedom class at, at church, uh, and it's written by Neil Anderson, and he's, he made a statement. He said, and I don't remember the exact percentage, but he said that if you can diagnose your problem, what your problem is, your 70%, 50%, somewhere along the line, a big percentage already on your way to recovery. If you have the answer, you may not know the full problem or the full, or the full deliverance, but if you know what your problem is, if you can identify your problem, or maybe you don't know what your problem is, you can ask, Lord, what's my problem? <laughs> That's the question. Well, and, and, and most, most recovery programs like AA and NA, the first, the very first thing is recognizing you have a problem. Because if you don't recognize that you have right. a problem, there's no point there's in no even point going point to the next steps further, because yeah. you're in denial. Yeah. And, and you're not you're not going to receive that that full comprehension of right. what is causing that mm-hmm. problem. Because if you don't have a problem, you don't need a, you don't right. need an answer. Yeah. So. So. I have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and and here's the thing before we get off the air, don't run from your problem. Mm. Don't exactly. run don't run to another church and blame the pastor. Don't don't blend, you know don't leave your spouse and blame your spouse. I'll tell you what the problem's at, and you pro- they're probably gonna get mad at me. Problem, get a mirror. The problem, yeah, get a mirror. Get a mirror. Get a mirror, you'll find that problem. If I if I have problems with with my beautiful wife, she's so beautiful, it, it couldn't be her. It has to be me. That's what yeah. she tells you. Yeah, that's what she tells me. No, in no sense of me trying to fix her and find yeah, out right. what her problem is. I need to find out what my problem yeah. is, and so I need to admit it humble myself and ask the Lord. And yeah. so many times my wife has been just like the Holy Spirit. I don't want to hear what she's telling me. I'm in denial. I'm in, I'm, I'm in just, I'm in justifying mode. I'm trying to justify why I did something wrong, why I, and she knows. Yeah. And when you get in your prayer closet after somebody confronts you with the truth, you know, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, we need we need to stop running from the truth mm. and embrace the truth yeah. and love love the truth. And God and God knows us. God God loves us right where we are. He we know we're not we're not perfect in a sense where we're still on the wheel. He's processed. We're in the process of being refined, pruning constantly, which is a very good thing. Uh, so it, it, and He loves us right, right right where we are. You know, like I was sharing with Pastor Paul today, I was uh, painting a wall and. God was revealing to me just the revelation, like, you know, he knows my hangups and he loves me just like I am. But, you know, he, he will highlight things in our lives where he that he that don't serve us no more. And that uh, and, and, and in that process of surrender, he's able to uh, work through and, and we're able to uh, co- have more of the capacity of, 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 of freedom, of, 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 of deliverance of and walk in, in the light that, and, and, and allow him to do what he's doing in, in our lives. So. Yeah, that's a blessing to uh, to understand and to, um, like he said, have the intimacy to know the will of God. What Lord, what are you doing in my life? What are you uh, wanting to remove? And and it, it is a, it is a blessing to have that revelation. Amen. Yes. So I want to say um, thank you for watching to everybody out there. Uh, San Bernardino, yes, uh, the way you. World Outreach. <laughs> we love you out there. Yes family out there i love uh my my cousins my sisters and different people uh in in our family and friends that that they they watch and so 
We just want to say, Antonio and I want to say... We need to get Pastor Ishmael on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, we'll have to, you guys got to text each other. He's on there right now. So we need to text each yeah. other, yeah. find out a good subject that you guys just go in on and, and go uh, go ham on it. Get, get all crazy. Yeah. Start answering questions. Praise the Lord. So, let you know, we are on podcast. If you cannot catch this live and cannot watch watch this program we have podcasts of this program on all your different itunes um on on anchor radio on pretty much anywhere you can get your your podcasts um, pastor paul looked it up on itunes just look up the way medford or keeping it real and it'll pop up uh subscribe the more subscribers the more uh, attention we get share it uh, and just pass along and, and, and catch us. Take us to the gym. Take us in the car. Take us anywhere you need to take us. Starbucks. Starbucks. Take us to Starbucks. Dutch Bros. <laughs> Dutch Bros. The Bean. All that good stuff. Amen. You want to pray us out? Yes, yes, yes. Father, we thank you, God, for every person, God, that is watch, watching this or will watch it. And Holy Spirit, we ask, God, that you will speak a word and that you have spoken a word to them. I pray for blessings upon your people, upon those that are watching this program, upon them, their families, their children. Lord God, that your angels are in assignment with them as they go and as they return, God, in this crazy, crazy world. Lord, we just love you. We thank you, God, for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Pastor Ishmael said he's down. Amen. Love you, Pastor Paul. <laughs> Deanne said thank you very much. Pastor Ishmael said amen. Let's get it together. All right. We will check you guys later. God bless.